word this morning. If you have your Bibles, let's open up to the book of Matthew. I want to look at Matthew this morning in chapter 21. Chapter 21, I'm going to be working through these 11 texts here, verses, and uh, I'm going to kind of share with you realistically what's going on here and so forth. Matthew chapter 21, starting, we'll start in verse 1, amen, and uh, so if you, if you have your Bibles, if not, then just follow along on the board, it's up there on the screen. Starting in verse 1, the word of the Lord reads, When they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt, the fowl of a beast of burden. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them and he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowds going ahead of him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for what we're going to look at here today. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done, Lord, here on this earth and in our lives, the price that you paid, God, for us so that we could have life and life eternally and life abundantly. And so, Father, I just pray, God, that you anoint me to preach your word this morning. Forgive us for all of our sins. Just wash us, cleanse us, and cover us in your son's precious blood. Father, have your way today. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. So here we are. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about this scripture, and I want to talk to you about Palm Sunday because, uh, you know, this week that's coming up uh, here shortly, uh, he might need some help with the sound. The week coming up here shortly, amen, is uh, we're looking at Holy Week, amen, or Passion Week. And uh, it's really a, a powerful time in the Lord, amen. But what the scripture right here, what we are looking at here in Matthew chapter 21 is what is known as the triumphal entry. It's a triumphal entry. It is when Jesus is beginning to make his way into Jerusalem 
Amen. He's making his way into his ultimate purpose and plan for even being here on this earth. He's making his way, amen, into Jerusalem so that he can be crucified upon the cross of Calvary and so that he can begin to die on the cross and take on the sins of the world. Amen. It's a powerful time and it's a it's, it's a crucial time in, in what's going forth here. And, and, and so I want to cover a few different things and I want to kind of bring out some different things concerning this scripture that can really, you know, be impacting in our lives, but also very interesting to know. You know, as we start out in verse one, it says, when they had approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied there in a colt with her and untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. And the Bible goes on to say in verse four, this took place to fulfill what the, was spoken through the prophet. Now, one thing I want you to realize here is sometimes when it comes to walking with God, sometimes God is going to begin to ask you to do some things that don't necessarily make sense. Sometimes God is going to ask you to do some things, amen, that first of all, go against what would be considered the normal thing or what would be considered... Uh, something that, uh, you know, you would be comfortable with. And, and if you notice Jesus, amen, uh, being fully man but fully God, he knew that when he sent those disciples, amen, he says, go over here and what you're going to find here, you're going to find, amen, is a donkey that's tied up, amen, over here and it's, it'll be there. And, and I need you to go and get that donkey and, and bring it to me. And if anybody asks you what you're doing, amen, you tell them the Lord have need of this. You know, one thing I want you to realize this morning, amen, if God is speaking to you concerning something and God is asking you to do something in your life, even if it goes against everything that you've ever known, even if it goes against anything of your understanding, I'm here to tell you, amen, that if God is speaking to you concerning that, amen, God, amen, is going to make it happen. Are y'all with me today? So here he is. He sent these two disciples and amen. And he had a, a purpose for this. This was prophecy was being fulfilled right before their eyes. Amen. And, and there's some significant things that I want you to look at here, because here we are, amen, it's Palm Sunday, there's the triumphal entry, amen, and all of a sudden, like, you know, what you begin to happen is uh, Jesus is going to be making his way into Jerusalem. Now, uh, I want you to know, amen, Jesus was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Amen. And the people, the children of Israel, amen, the people there, they were getting ready for what was known as the Passover. 
And there was people that were coming, amen, into Jerusalem from all over the place. They were coming for this Passover, amen. And so there was people that were filling the streets and this whole place was just, amen, getting ready for what was about to happen, amen. And all there's people everywhere and they're from all different areas. And then all of a sudden, amen, when Jesus is getting ready to come into Jerusalem, amen, there's about five people that begin to get all excited, amen. And before you know it, that five people turned into people just flooding the sides of the streets just everywhere. And they were excited about this Jesus that was coming into their town, amen, where he was going to begin to be the king. Amen. Of Israel. Are y'all with me today? God is good. Amen. I'm going to begin to move on for just a moment. He says in verse 5, say to the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey, even on a colt. The fowl of a beast of the burden. Now, one thing I want you to realize right now, when a king would come into a city, when a king was coming into a city, if the king was coming into a city on a donkey, amen, or on a colt, that was a sign that that king was coming in peace. But if a king was coming into a city and he was coming on a war horse or he was coming, amen, on, 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 a, on, a, on a horse, that means he was coming to make war. And here we are, Jesus, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's coming into this city, into Jerusalem, amen, during Passover, amen, of course, People didn't realize that Jesus himself was the actual Passover lamb. Hello, somebody. And here Jesus comes in, amen, and he comes in on this donkey, amen, representing that he's coming in, amen, as the king, but he's coming in, amen, to bring peace. Are y'all with me today? Because, see, if, he come, if, a, if, a, if, if, if a king came in, on a donkey, he was coming in as peacefully. If he came in on a war horse, he was coming in to make war. And Jesus was coming in, amen, to be the Passover lamb. He was coming in, amen, in order to be the sacrifice for sins of the world. And the people, amen, right here, they begin to gather on the streets, amen, and they begin to lay their coats on the ground, amen, as a, as a sign of, of humility, amen, and respect. And they begin to grab the branches from off the trees, and they begin to wave them, amen, and they begin to shout, amen, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest, amen. And they begin to say, Hosanna, and when we look back and we see what that word Hosanna meant, amen, what the people, there was two different meanings for that word, amen. And one of those meanings meant save us. Save us. See, because the people at that time, they were being oppressed by the Romans. 
And they were looking for somebody to come, amen, and become king and begin to set them free, amen, from the Romans, from, from the Romans, amen. They were looking for somebody that was going to come in, amen, and take over and establish the kingdom right there, amen. And so they're, and they're, they're people are saying, look, save us. Save us from the Romans. Save us from our circumstance. Save us from our situation. Are y'all with me today? See, there's something important there that we need to realize. Because these same people that were welcoming Jesus, these same people that were laying their coats at the ground, as he passed through, these same people that were cheering, amen, and excited, amen, and praising God, amen, because their king was coming in, amen, on a donkey. These same people that were shouting and welcoming him and excited that he's coming into Jerusalem, amen, that he's coming, amen, in to be king. These same people that were doing this are the same people that crucified him, amen, five days later. The same people that were excited, that were welcoming them into their lives, that were welcoming into their city, are the same people that were yelling, crucify him, when he was before Pontius Pilate. The same people that said, amen, we choose Barabbas, Barabbas, amen, you take Jesus and you crucify him. We want Barabbas. And I'm going to tell you why, partially why that happened. Amen. You want to know why? Well, I'm glad you asked. There's a few different reasons why. But number one, because the people were looking for a king who could come in and establish his kingdom on earth and who could save them from the bondage of the Romans that could save them from their situation. Amen. Who could save them from their circumstances. See, they wanted a savior that would save them from their circumstance. And they wanted a king that would come and set up his kingdom. But see, Jesus didn't just come to save them from their circumstance, and he didn't just come to set up a kingdom, amen, in Israel, but Jesus came in order to set up a kingdom, amen, in their hearts. He didn't just come to save them from their circumstance and their situation, and I'm here to tell you, sometimes that's how people are in Christianity. Amen. They come to Jesus and they want, they want him to save them from their circumstance. Amen. But they don't want to let him set up his kingdom in their hearts. And so what happens, amen, is when it doesn't begin to line up in the way that they think that it should. Amen. And it doesn't begin to come and he doesn't fix every problem immediately in their life. Amen. Because he's really coming after your heart then what happens is all of a sudden people begin to get uh, upset and they begin to have unex unacceptable expectations concerning Jesus and they begin to get mad. 
See, a lot of people want God, amen, to fix their problems. But not a lot of people want to let God be Lord of their life or Lord of their heart. And they had this expectation. They thought that he was coming as the next king to save them and overthrow Rome. And so when he came in on that donkey, amen, when he came in to be the sacrifice of the world, when he came in to set up his kingdom in their hearts, not right there on earth, they got mad. When he came, not just, just to fix the initial problem, the initial pain, the initial challenge. And sometimes that's what happens. People want Jesus to come and fix their problem. But they don't want to let Jesus come into their heart. And then when things, when they have expectations concerning him, and it doesn't meet up to what they thought it should be, then they get mad. And that's why you have people that are turning away from God. And that's why you have people that are mad at God. You don't have no place to be mad at God. He didn't create your situation. He didn't create your circumstances. He came to set you free, amen. He came, he came to give you eternal life. He came to deliver you from your sins. He came to fix the sin problem in your life. Amen. And so the people got mad. And the same people that were hollering and excited about him and praising God and everything. Amen. Five days later, they're the very ones that are yelling, crucify him. And sometimes I see that the very people that are, amen, all excited about Jesus coming to town, coming into their life. Save us, God. Are y'all with me today? See, I'm going to tell you right now, amen, if that's the type of, uh, of mindset you have concerning God, you might be in for, 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 for a rude awakening. Because realistically, I'm going to tell you, amen, God is the Savior, God is the Deliverer, God is the Healer, God is the Provider, God will do all that stuff, amen. But God's more concerned with your heart, and amen, and he's more concerned with your soul, and he's more concerned with your, where you're going to spend eternity. Are you all with me today? And realistically, what happens is we begin to go through challenges in this life, in this world, because this world, amen, has challenges, and it's, and it's, a, and it's not a perfect, you know what I'm saying? It's, got, it's a sinful world, and, and we got things that happen, you know what I'm saying? And so when these things begin to come forth, amen, and then God doesn't begin to move in the way that we think that he should move, amen, then we begin to, sometimes people will get to where they, amen, begin to uh, have issues with God. You know, my, my, my father's uh, wife is, 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 you know, unless God does a miracle, she's in her last moments, amen, because of cancer, and, and, and realistically, you know, uh, you know, she's kind of just barely in and out right now, you know. 
And for some people, you say, well, why didn't Jesus heal her? Well, I don't know why Jesus didn't heal her. Jesus, amen, heals who he wants to heal and who he needs to heal. Amen. But no matter what, he'll heal her. He'll heal her by taking her, amen, to heaven. Amen. Taking her into the next life. Amen. By giving her a glorified body with no pain, no sickness, no hurt, none of that stuff. Amen. And so, so realistically, but some of us right there, amen, we'd begin to get mad at God. And we would probably begin to take it out on God, and we would probably even stop serving and seeking God. Hello, somebody. Because we want God as one that's going to fix all our immediate problems. We've got, we want God as just a, a savior when God wants to be Lord of your life. He wants to be Lord of your heart. And some of us want him to fix things in this, in this world, amen, and God wants to fix things in our heart. Are y'all with me today? That's why I said if he doesn't do another thing for me, he's done enough already. Hello. And so these people were hollering, crucify him, crucify him. And it wasn't even five days later. The very people that were excited about him. And they, and they had seen his miracles. They knew who he was. Now, there was people coming from, from, they heard all this racket and they heard all this noise. Amen. As this thing began to really develop when he's coming into town. Amen. They began to draw attention from people all over. And so people were hearing this and they were coming to see who it was that was coming in. Amen. They began to come and see what is this? Amen. Who is this that's coming in? Amen. And like, and like Ken and Sherry, even the, even, the, even the Pharisees and the Sadducees came and they told the people, they said, y'all need to be quiet. Amen. Y'all, y'all need to stop. Amen. Amen praising him. You need to stop doing that. Amen. Of course, and what he said, he said, amen, you can't tell them to stop because if they stop, amen, the rocks are going to cry out. Amen. He said, the rocks are going to cry out. God is good. Amen. I'm going to read to you real quick. Verse 8. He said, most of the crowds spread their coats in the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. And the crowds going ahead of him, and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, who is this? And the crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus. From Nazareth in Galilee. God is good, amen. You know, now I want you to look at this because he was probably following the procession with Pilate previously before that because they were, this was the time of Passover and they were bringing in the Passover lamb, amen, that was going to be the sacrifice. They were bringing it over, and this is the time that Jesus is coming. This is prophetic right here. Amen. This, this, is, this is prophetic. Hello. This is prophetic. They were coming in to, br to bring in that lamb for the sacrifice of sin. Amen. And Jesus was coming in to be the ultimate sacrifice for their sins. He was coming in to, amen, 
And they, and they, but they wanted a king that was going to come in and take charge. They wanted a king that was going to come in and show Rome, amen, what's, what's up. Are y'all with me today? And so they got mad. God is good, amen. Can I get the worship team to come forward? I'm going to pray for just a moment because there's a few more things that I want to share right here. Amen. If y'all pray with me, dear Heavenly Father, we come before you today in the name of Jesus. Come, my King, today, God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, my King, today, God, and show us what you have. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised, Lord God. Hallelujah. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, my King. Speak to us, Lord God. Yes, Lord Jesus. You are worthy, King Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Come, Holy Ghost. Oh, you are worthy, Jesus. You have a part to do in your heart. But I came for you to be free. I came. Thank you, Father God. I came to give you abundance. I came so that you shall be free forever. Thank you, Jesus. God is good, amen. You know, one thing about his saints is uh, Jesus came at this time. He came in peace. Amen. He came to be the ultimate sacrifice, the Passover lamb. That would bring peace between you and I and a holy and righteous God. He came to be the sacrifice, amen, that would reconcile us back to the Father. Because we were sinful. We were sinners in need of a Savior. And so he came... Amen. To bring peace between you and a holy and righteous God. Between me and a holy and righteous God. And so he came on this donkey. Amen. He came, amen, for, to restore the relationship between us and the Father. God is a holy and righteous God, and we are sinful people. We were all born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Amen. We are all sinners in need of a Savior. And Jesus was this ultimate, amen, Savior. He was the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. He was it. And so he was coming in on his triumphal entry, amen, on this donkey, as, amen, with bringing peace to all men, bringing peace in your hearts, bringing peace in your hearts. He's the Prince of Peace. He was coming to set up his kingdom in your heart, amen, in order to bring peace into your heart. 
Peace that surpasses all understanding. He was coming to die so that we could live. And he knew what was going to happen. The people were confused, though. They didn't understand. They didn't understand. Why isn't this king coming in here, amen, and, and taking over? Why isn't he, amen, beginning? See, I'm going to tell you right now, God's ways are not our ways, and our ways are not God's ways. God's thoughts are not our thoughts, and our thoughts are not God's thoughts, amen? We don't understand how he, why he's doing it. We don't understand how he's going to do it. We just got to know he's going to do it, amen? So Jesus came in at this time. And he came in, amen, to bring peace into their hearts, amen. But they didn't want that in their hearts. They wanted him to save them from their current circumstance. I'm here to tell you if the only thing you want out of Jesus is Jesus to save you from your current circumstance, amen, you're going to begin to be let down. And I'm not saying that Jesus won't save you, but Jesus came to set up his kingdom in your heart. He came to be Lord of your life, amen, not just to set you free. He'll set you free. He wanted to set you free from sin. He wanted to set you free from death. He wanted to set you free, amen, from something that's hindering you. See, a lot of us, we just want him to fix our problem. We just want him to fix our problem. That's it. Just fix my problem. But Jesus said, no, I came to, to have your heart. All of your heart. All of your heart. And so if Jesus is still just the one that you want to fix your problem, you might have, amen, you might, you might end up having some expectations that aren't going to get met. And you might find yourself walking away from this thing called Christianity. If that's all you're looking at is fix my problem. He's going to fix your problem, but it's not going to be in the way you thought it was going to be. Stand to your feet. You know, one thing I want to share with you before we close... You know, Jesus came. Jesus came as a king on a donkey. He came as a king on a donkey. He came as a king to bring peace. And that's what he does, and that's what he did. But I want to share something with you, real quick. According to the book of Revelations, the Bible says that when Jesus comes back, this next time that he comes back, see the first time he came, he came on a donkey. He came for the sins of the world. He came to be the Passover lamb. He came to be the ultimate sacrifice. He came to lay down his life. He came to die so you could live. He came, amen, to make peace with you in, in a holy and righteous God. But I'm going to tell you, according to the book of Revelation, 
there's a time coming when Jesus is going to come back. When Jesus is going to come back. And when Jesus comes back, he's coming back on a white war horse. He's coming back, amen, on a white war horse. And a white war horse means he's coming back for war. And he's going to be covered in blood. And he's coming, amen, to judge this. Oh, my God. See, he came before, amen, to seek and save that which was lost and to destroy the works of the devil. But he's coming back, amen, when he, when he, when he cracks that eastern sky. He's coming back for war. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on the right team. And the Bible says that the saints of God will begin to join him, amen, with horses. And they'll begin to move forward with them. Hello, somebody. Hello. And the dead in, rise, the dead in Christ will rise first. Hello. See that little old humble, peaceful God that came through on that triumphal entry. He's coming back on a war horse. And I don't know about you, but I want to be ready. lift your hands to heaven everybody say Father in the name of Jesus Lord God help me to allow you to be Lord of my life to have my heart to have all of me Lord God not just to fix my problems as Savior, not just to deal with my circumstances, but Lord God, to set up your kingdom in my heart. I thank you, Lord, for doing that. In Jesus' name. Come on, just worship Him in your own way. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you today, my King. Come, Holy Ghost. If you want to come to this altar this morning, this time the altar is open. But I just pray that you make Lord, that Jesus Lord of your life. I pray that you don't just want Him to fix your circumstance, fix your situation. He's willing to fix it. But he wants your heart. Come on, let's worship the king. Amen. 